listening to Residual Exhale with your host, Boozy and Baked. Now, sit back, pick your poison, and enjoy the entertaining entertainment of two guys who never learned their lesson. Welcome, everybody, to the Residual Exhale Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Presented to you by Boozy and Baked. I am Baked, as always. With me is my buddy, Boozy. And I am Boozy, as always. We're coming to you live from Singer's Karaoke Club in... Beautiful downtown Solvay. Not tonight. No, it's not beautiful. Well, I mean, the snow is making it beautiful. It's not making it beautiful to drive. So if if you're driving... Be careful, but by the time you hear this, it'll be too late, so never mind. It, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is not live right now. It's just live at the time. I'm sorry. But uh, we hope that everybody is driving safely yes. who's driving right now because the roads are definitely shitty. They are. Yeah. So we have a very special guest for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking all things nerdy, comic books, movies. TV shows. TV shows, everything. So we thought, who else would we rather have on the show than the person who knows more about that stuff than anybody else we know, Jason McConnell. Hi, everybody. How's it going, Jay? Doing well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the Jay is my go-to guy whenever I have any kind of question on, uh, you know, anything revolving around uh, science fiction, uh, comic books, things like that, because uh, he, he seems to know just about everything that's going on. And, uh, Jay, how long have you been into this kind of stuff, like comic books? So where did you get started? For nearly as long as I can remember. Uh, Dad took me to buy my first comic book at this old grocery store that was in Fairmount called Pano's when I was like six years old. Okay. And they had a spinner rack full of like 10 cent comics. Oh, yeah. You know, old old school Marvel, old school Mm -hmm. DC, old school Tarzan, you know. Yeah, you have to probably had like Archie there and like all that kind of stuff. Archie, Betty and Veronica, you know, Jughead, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those things when I was a kid, See, I, and I would buy a comic every now and then, but I never got into it, like, followed along, uh, uh, like, a particular comic strip or anything like that. Was there one that you followed uh, religiously? Like, what, which one have you been following the longest? What really got me, I mean, reading those books is what started me, but then I realized that there was a cartoon on every Saturday morning when I was, when I was about six, seven years old. Super Friends. Yeah. Got me into reading Superman. Okay. So uh, that's probably the one I've been reading the longest. Okay. Which would make sense that you're wearing a Superman shirt right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, would you say that that's your favorite comic book character? He's in the top three. Okay. Okay. It, it, it's such a hard question to answer because there's so many good characters. But what I like most about Superman is the fact that he can do all those things. And besides that, he's still just kind of like a regular guy. Yeah, he his biggest issue is he can't get her. He can't move past himself, and then it's like he 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 winds up finding a reason to be a husband, a father, a working guy, living like a normal human being. Right. But then all this other stuff happens, and in some ways, it's kind of inspiring. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, now, do you think the the comic books got you into all sorts of other stuff? Is it that was one that the thing first definitely one? led to another? That was the DNA of it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, we're, well, the way we're going to do this, I think, um, uh, we're going to kind of categorize each different uh, segment. 
Um, I mean, there's so much to explore when it comes to comic books, movies, geek stuff. Uh, we're, we're basically going to break it down into to three different categories, the first of which we're going to tackle right now, and that is Marvel versus DC. So that's why we... Ooh. <laughs> that's why we asked you about comic books and, and you know which ones you were into. We're coming out blazing, and uh, feel free to score at home. Yeah, yeah, and, and feel free to voice your opinions. Uh, as always, you can write your comments. Uh, we have our Facebook page, the Boozy and Baked Saturday Night Show. Um, I don't think we have a way for you to comment yet on the Residual Exhale podcast or anything like that. But no, but you can follow us on the Residual Exhale podcast. Do you guys have a Discord which, channel? Which would be, no. uh, which would be um, really cool. Follow us on there. Then every time we publish one of these, you get it. It'll give you get a little notification. Bink! Yep, new Ready episode. Yep, and now uh, you can go that do listen to it on Spotify, on Anchor, uh, Google Podcast, Breaker. Speaker. Uh, speaker, yep. So there's a bunch of different ways you can listen. Uh, tell your friends about us, too. I'm just doing a shameless plug right now because uh, you know, we, we want, do we this want more people to hear. But, uh, okay, so here we go. Ooh. And it's a, it's a, a big issue because a lot of times, I mean, among geeks anyway and, uh, and nerds, they uh, you are usually either a fan of one or the other. I mean, nowadays people are a fan of everything because of everything. that's It's all gone a lot, very mainstream more than it has in the past ever. But uh, a lot of times you'll find someone's either a DC or a Marvel. Uh, would you classify yourself as one or the other? No. No, I, I like both. But there are, there are things I like about both and things I dislike about both. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, in terms of movies, Marvel over DC. Okay, that was my first thing I was going to ask. Mo- movies. Because uh, the movie world, I mean, in the past ten years or so... Uh, I, I think that's when it really, really started taking when off. When Iron Man like, first came out in 08. Like yeah. Marvel has, I mean, and I know there have been a couple misses, but for the most part, I think the reason Marvel is so much better than DC is because they nail their 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 actors and actresses. They get the best they cast. They absolutely yeah. nail the part, like, like everybody at first thought Scarlett Johansson was going to be a horrible Black Widow. I think she is amazing. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. The perfect. Even their villains are better. Like, like they picked the perfect person for Thanos to play that part. I right. James Brolin was the perfect person for that. Yeah. And that's DC. They keep missing when they're with a lot of their. Like Wonder Woman is really good. That She's was really good. That player. was one of the one good ones. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa as Aquaman isn't a bad pick. I mean, it's it's a good fit. Like like. DC's finally starting like to kind of get their act together a little bit on that one, but the thing is, it's not just the actors, it's the directors, the writing, mm-hmm. the production value. It's very formulaic, but the thing is, it's also very simple. When Marvel over DC, they just nail it. Yeah. And they have yeah. kick-ass editing, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like I feel that, almost like, I feel almost every DC movie that has come since has tried to be... They've tried to be the Dark Knight trilogy. Like they've they've tried to use that that dark tone, that dark. Yeah, and they, that works they keep for, it dark. That works for Batman. You that doesn't translate. It, like that was one of the re- one of the things I didn't like about the Batman versus Superman was that it was too dark of a. Like I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like DC's I was, big thing as far as comic books go, and this translated into the movies, is that they were trying to go after a more mature audience. Than the you know the the, yeah. the spandex and capes crowd, yeah. they were saying that, okay, well this is a fantastic world we're setting up in, but we want it to be as realistic as possible, and that did start with the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies. 
with Christian Bale. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that just kind of kept carrying on, and it's like, okay, you got a Superman movie that's kind of depressing. It's yeah, like, Superman's not depressing. Right. Superman right, is right. supposed to be inspiring, not yeah. depressing. Now, see, I go back way back to the Christopher Reeve Superman. Now, those movies were, at um, least the first a couple of them, were great. They were, they were great. fantastic. They were cheesy, but they were cheesy in the absolute right way. Yeah, in right. the best way cor- possible. They were so corny. Yeah, But yeah. Like, they were corny in the way Superman... The comic books, were right, before. right, and when I, Richard when I, Donner had a quote that he said that during the production of this movie, we want everything to be resounding of verisimilitude, meaning that <laughs> we want it to be as realistic as possible. Concerning, you got a guy that can fly and lift a like thirty ton tank. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But we also want it to be true to the character and true to his nature. And this guy is inspiring. He's courageous. He's right. he's yeah. fair. Yeah. And that's where I think Christopher Reeve nailed it way back in the day. Like right. when I think of Superman, still that's the that's the face that I put to it. Is that Everybody the original Superman? Sense. You know, that's that's just who I who I think of all the time. I'm not gonna lie, my favorite Superman is still Smallville. He's still my he's <laughs> he is still my he is still my absolute favorite embodiment of Tom Welling because is awesome. Tom yeah. Welling, that show was exactly what if Superman comic. Years of Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. You know that that was. I, I really, really did like that. But what, I digress. We're still talking about movies. Okay. Before we get into the TV okay. series. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now the, um, the other part of that question is comic books. DC over Marvel any day of the week. Yep, okay. Okay. So we're saying that that Marvel wins, and and again, this like you said, going back to when the Marvel universe first started with the Iron Man movie in two thousand eight. That just kicked off a whole new age for it was, superhero movies and everything, and that became well, that's where it became so mainstream. Thing. No, no, not at all, not well, at all. It became mainstream in the idea that they have a connected universe. Right, they have all this connective tissue between the movies yep. where you could just keep. Yep. And like, one one of the actors will show up in the other ones, oh, and, and it, it stays right within the timeline right. and everything. And then it's when you bring episodic. them all together into the Avengers and yes. the. And the right. Infinity War and everything like that—that that was just brilliant, uh, leading all up to it. Why couldn't you f- fuckers have done that ten years earlier so that you wouldn't have got three shitty X-Men movies? <laughs> right, right. Like we, like, like I'm telling you right now, I, I, in some universe, in some parallel universe. X-Men were part of the MCU from the beginning. Oh yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I would have loved to have seen it because the first X-Men movie was. Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite one. Yep, absolutely. Two was in, three was no, and then yeah, and then like, they went. Into, they started it the over with first trilogy, class. I'll, I'll argue with anybody. I, I the second one was kind of stupid, but the first one and Lo- uh, Logan is one of my favorite. See, no, I thought I hated the first one, hated it, and then the second one came out, and I'm like, okay, this is a little more true to the comics. Yeah. This is a little more true to the spirit. It was true to that story. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. true to what was going on. And then the third movie, holy shit. Logan was amazing. Oh my god! And that only worked because they let it be R-rated. And Logan my had... favorite thing about that movie is you got Patrick Stewart to save the F bomb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That that was a good that was a good way for Logan to. Now you were just going to bring up something else. What were you? Were you about what to I was say? going to say was that they initially tried to start that connected universe with X Men because Spider Man was eventually going to make make his way into yeah. those movies. And then the, Sp- the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Tank. Well, the first one... The first one, was, was the first one w- had the biggest opening day of any superhero movie ever at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 
think it, it did $150 million in its opening day. And that's unheard of wow. for a superhero movie at the right. time. Now we're talking billion-dollar movies, billion-dollar right. franchises, where they hit $500 million in their opening weekend. Yeah. And nobody's betting an eye. And it was it was just too bad that they, they couldn't get the rights to, like, I mean, when the, all the, the MCU uh, was together and they couldn't get the rights to Spider-Man right away and they're... They now finally all have the, the X-Men are in there and Fantastic Four. Yeah. So you had all these, you did have all these other ones that were going on at the same time as the MCU mm -hmm. ones um, that unfortunately just didn't get to make it in to, to tie into that, and to that timeline. Since I know that they're taught that they are at some point going to bring uh, Logan, they're going to bring the X-Men into the MCU. I would just like to say I would like Tom Hardy to play the part of Wolverine if possible. <laughs> so, and, and so I would like Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood would be as good. Would be a good. I just always seen Tom like Tom just. Tom Hardy's already kind of locked in though. With Venom, I know. Venom, yeah. So versus that, uh, we have the DC movies. We touched on real briefly uh, the Wonder Woman. The the um, Wonder Woman the was another Aquaman. one that was very true to the spirit of the, of the character and of the books right. she came from. Yeah, and that was the best one that they came out. Some minor so far. changes, but the biggest issue I've ever had with DC movies is that they change up so much from the book. To the movie, and I realize that there are certain things that happen in the books that don't work well on on, on screen. Right, right. That you know, I mean, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But the thing yeah. is, it's like uh, the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Don't make the main bad guy somebody who Hell Jordan is going to turn into in twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they were just taking their dicks out and slapping the fans in the face with it. Yeah, and it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as far as movies, Marvel wins over DC. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Then we go into the TV shows, which we started talking about, and Smallville, one of my favorites. Small, oh yeah, DC one of my favorites of all time. Bigger presence on TV than than Marvel. Yes, uh, I mean Marvel has a lot of animated TV shows. I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Right. Right. I, well, well I, okay, animated what series what even live, goes into like not even animated, just live action. Do them. Do the but, like. But the live action DC has been smacking them around for the last. I don't now, know, since since Smallville. Since Smallville, yeah, because they did uh, they followed that up with Arrow, and I mean even Smallville, I ha actually brought in Aquaman and uh, yeah. Black Canary and, and like League. a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah, yeah. They, and they had yeah. a Justice League together for a while. Yeah, they're doing with like the W on the WB and the CW with like yeah, like Supergirl and. And all them like this the yeah, whole the crossover thing is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I think what it is is Marvel is able to transfer from the comic books to the big screen, but because DC is looking for the more adult audience, their stuff transfers to television a lot better. That's Marvel's, probably true. Marvel is trying to shrink a movie down into a TV because show. Marvel is trying Marvel? different things. They do have like Agents of Shield. Um, they, they tried was initially the, the, going to cross over with the movies. It was going to be connected to the MCU. Oh, really? Because well, it initially after, did with Coulson coming into the, the as the main right, character. Right, but yeah. then when Captain America: Winter Soldier came out and they dissolved, they dissolved yeah. Hydra and dissolved Shield. They pretty much flipped the bird to the TV show. Right, yeah. right. And then the, with the Netflix series, they were like, oh, you know, you're you're like the redheaded stepchildren of the yeah. MCU. Right, right. Because they're even trying, they, they have other ones too. Marvel's uh, Hulu has Marvel's Runaways, right? Um, which Cloak is Cloak and Dagger, uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Uh, but again, I none like, of these are connected with each other right. in the way that the ones that are on like, what are they on right the now? CW. The CW. Yeah, yeah. They, they're all on the yeah. CW. They got the they um, cross over all the time in each they other's just shows. Wrapped up the big. What's the one of tomorrow? The Legends of, of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Flash. 
uh, Batwoman. What was yep. the Arrow? You, yeah, and you got all those together. And then uh, starting yeah. next year, you've got Stargirl. And strangely, then, and then you have like this year. then you had Gotham that was on Fox that was Gotham completely was not amazing. connected. But I Gotham was a really really Gotham. good show. I loved Gotham. It was fantastic. Gotham was yeah. very well done. Yeah, I, I like the way I think, they again the, everybody in. That was good actors too. That was good casting. Yep. Uh, and the TV series seems to do that. The, the, the good cast, like I like the guy who played Alfred. I love that actor. I like the crossover. Um, they did and the, the girl who played like Selena. Um, she was just like she yep. looked like just such a perfect young yep. Catwoman. I mean she. It was great. I mean, they, they did very, very well. What was the one on that, uh, Defenders? Uh, the Defenders. So uh, the Iron Fist and... Oh, Marvel okay, so no, that, that, one, that was a Marvel. That was Marvel. That was, Marvel. That was really That good. was very, very, very well, very well done. Good. Yeah. And there is talk, there, there, is thing, there are rumors going about with like all the, all the news sites yep. that Daredevil may be making an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie because J. Jonah Jameson called him out as Peter Parker... And oh. now, Pete needs a lawyer. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, so there, without even thinking, which one of those four that were in the Defenders was your favorite one? Uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. I, I like. Yeah. I like. I did like Iron Fist the, a lot. The, the fight scenes in that. Oh my they god. Were they were good. They were so kung. They fu. were good. They were so kung fu movie. But I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just like Jessica Jones like. I don't give a shit attitude and like not I really love, wanting to, to be a part of like not really yeah, wanting I'll to be a hero her. but she's like kind of forced into it and she's yeah. like just wants to be left alone the only reason you know? why I like Iron Fist is because he's got all this power but he has no idea how to use it and he's, yeah. he's basically a, a, a man child stuck as yeah. a 12 year old yeah. who's got yeah. a lot of shit to overcome to fully realize his potential he's, he's yeah um, he's, can I just one more thing about Batman vs Superman I hate to go back but <laughs> Fucking Gotham City and Metropolis are not across the fucking bridge from each other. <laughs> Thanks, Zack Snyder. Stick right. that in your ass. Right, right. The that worst thing the to ever happen. Stupidest thing. DC I, Universe absolutely. movies is Zack Snyder. Yeah, because like, Gotham, Gotham is supposed to be New York City, right? It's actually, I mean, technically in Chicago, the comics, right? so, no, oh. New York City. But the thing is, technically, so is Metropolis. But okay, I see. I thought Metropolis was supposed to be like Chicago, Chicago or something like that. Metropolis is kind of like because that was like now. closer to the Midwest. Yeah, initially, where, when, where when they first came out in the comics in 1938, yeah, it was supposed to be the big city. Metropolis was okay. just another name for a, a, a giant sprawling urban center. Okay, yeah, and see the I, with connection to Superman again. He grew up in the Midwest, even with small in the Midwest, and Metropolis is like a a, a car ride away, you know, right. into the city. So I thought that was more of like a Chicago area. Chicago would make sense. Yeah, because it's also and on the Gotham water. Is, and, it, is, uh, it is. It is. Gotham is another name for New York. Yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Gotham's very seedy and dark, like New York. <laughs> exactly. <Right. laughs> Sorry. I feel like I feel like that 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 like that's a. Gotham is a good representation. So of this is a tough one. Okay, we're gonna go uh, TV series because we, we talked about. TV. We, okay, hold on, hold on. Before you get it, we got DC is really big on CW, but then we got the Netflix series with the Defenders that was really good. We got some disconnected uh, things here and there, but uh, bottom well, line TV series, I, which is the best? Baked. I would say DC. DC. Overall. Jay. DC. All right, and I'm gonna agree DC. All so right. Marvel wins the movie com uh, category. DC definitely takes TV the TV shows. We're going to touch real briefly on comic books because we're going to have to take a break here in a little bit. And comic books are not my forte. 
I grew up not really reading comic books that much. I got into Uncanny X-Men when I got into college because my roommate had like every issue since episode or since issue number one through like 383 or something like that. So I read them all in one year and I was like big, big X-Men fan. But that's really the only comic book. What's going on in the comic world right now? What's what's happening with the universes? If you can synopsis real quick. Okay. Uh, this has something to do with the movies too because when... Fox initially did not want to give up the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four to Marvel. Right. Marvel Comics took Fantastic Four out. They completely stopped publishing them. They have not published a Fantastic Four book in the last six years. Oh, wow. wow. Mainly because Marvel wanted to give, you know, flip the bird to Fox. Right. So now that they have acquired, now that Marvel and Disney have acquired Fox and they got the rights to those characters. Right. Fantastic Four books are starting a reboot. Not exactly a reboot, but like you said, there's a big crossover event like yeah. in, in a lot of the, like, the TV shows. Yeah. Marvel has one in the comics called The Secret Wars. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of The Secret Wars. Okay, the I, 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 I actually read The Secret Wars, the original one. Okay. The most recent one, Doctor Doom found a way to tap into the all the existential energy in every multiverse, multi-universal universe... Okay. And basically declared himself the Overlord, and he's the most powerful being in the wow. cosmos right now. Created his own universe, and basically killed off everybody he possibly could. <laughs> okay. So now that uh, Reed Richards and uh, Reed Richards and Johnny Storm made it out of that universe, and they're trying to find a way to bring in Ben Grimm and Sue Storm. Okay. Or Sue Richards. But, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's all kinds of stuff going on with that right now. Right. And I'm probably a little bit behind. I'm thinking about a year behind on reading. Okay. Who would your favorite, if like, comic book, like, what is your favorite, like, you have, you have X-Men, Avengers, like, do you have a favorite, like... My go-to right yeah. now, every time there's a new issue out, it's like the first thing I read. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Uh, right now, Batman. Okay. Okay. Batman, uh, the whole Metalverse thing that's yep. going on, they discovered a bunch of different universes where Bruce Wayne didn't exactly Sorry. turn out the same way he did in the Prime <laughs> Universe. Okay. Okay. And there's a, a mishmash between Bruce Wayne and the Joker. It's called The Batman Who Laughs. Oh, okay. So, that's interesting. And it is, you were talking about darkness before, this is twisted. Yeah, yeah. It's very very twisted. Very cool. Very do you have cool. a favorite? Do you have a favorite comic book? It would just be X Men. That's really one of the only ones that I ever. The Uncanny X Men. Because uh, there's so many different ones, but the Uncanny X Men were was was a fantastic series. Absolutely. My favorite uh, cart uh, uh, comic book is the uh, space traveling Triceratops known as Biff Thundersore. <laughs> okay. Look him up. All right, it's hilarious. All right, he he he's Biff Thundersore. He wears a spacesuit. Now, does that fall under Marvel or DC, that or does it fall under like Dark Horse? Dark, a Dark Horse. It's a Dark Horse one. It's okay, Dark Horse. okay. Dark Horse is it's some great titles too. Like, it's yeah, been and, since yeah. I was Dark like, Horse has got some really good titles. Yeah, I mean, and if you haven't ever Umbrella read, Academy. if you haven't ever read comic books because you think they're for kids. Here. You're wrong. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, what, I understand if you don't want to read comic books. That's fine. Who has better comic, Marvel or DC? Who do you think? That's such a loaded question, too. We could talk about that for hours. We can't talk about it for hours. I know. All right, I would so say, I would personally, say my go-to is DC. 
Okay, right. DC. Okay. All right, I, feel, so I, I would say Marvel myself, but that's because I'm not as experienced in comic books. I only really have the experience with Marvel. So Well, it's two to one. That's right. DC wins DC that wins category. two to one. DC All right, is DC is on top. Okay. Oh, DC. Congratulations, DC. All right. DC just needs to get their shit together for their movies. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with our next category, Star Trek versus Star Wars. I don't know, sorry about that. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back! There's your wake up. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Residual Exhale podcast with Boozy and Baked, and our special, special guest star this week, Mr. Jay McConnell, master of all things sci fi, nerdy, geeky, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Man, that's a movie that didn't transfer well into the new movie. No, it did not. Revenge of the Nerds. All right, so we're going to move on a little bit to... Uh, we just did Mar Marvel versus DC. Now we're going to move on. Our next category, Star Trek versus Star Wars. What are you a fan of more than the other, if there if that is a thing, Jay? What, what's going on? Star Wars. Star Wars? Okay. Star okay. Wars. It's not to say that I don't like Star Trek. Right. But Star Wars definitely got a special place in my heart. Okay. Uh, Baked, do you have a favorite out of the two? Um, okay, I... It depends on what were the I like the original three Star Wars. Yes. I like those. I also... People probably hate me for that. I like the Han Solo movie. Okay. I hate everything that Star Wars has put out besides the Han Solo movie. And the, and the Mandalorian. I, you like, you're the a Mandalorian, fan of that. I fucking yeah. love the Mandalorian. Right. What about Rogue One? Rogue, yeah, Rogue, I didn't like, I didn't like really? Rogue One. I didn't like Rogue One. Out of all like, the stuff after, outside of the movies that they put out, Rogue One was my favorite. No, I like that. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I just love that last scene where like John Vader is going nuts, slashing and hacking away. Yeah. Yes, like that. I actually think yes, and I it like it led right into a new hope. that's what was so awesome because it led right into a new hope. I don't think I've. I don't think I watched any of that last trilogy. The the last three. I've seen them, but they're not memorable in my mind, and yeah. I have not even seen the, the latest one. The, the Mandalorian I love. Yeah, I haven't I, even I seen think that, that's my favorite. I love that show. Now, I, my, myself, I'm going to say Star Trek, because I, I, was, I grew up on Star Trek, uh, the classic ep, uh, series. Same. Next so, Generation yeah. was one of my favorite yeah. things in the world when I was in yeah. high so, school. Yeah, so my, that was my, guess, my pick, too, was Star Trek. Yeah, and, uh, that, that was, I, and I remember, it, it's funny because I was a Star Trek fan in college, and my roommate, my college roommate, who ended up being one of my best friends, he was a Star Wars fan, and we kind of each got each other into the other thing. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of both, but uh, definitely a Trek uh, at heart, that's, that's my favorite. Okay, um, so we're going to do some rapid-fire questions here about uh, some different things here. Uh, Baked, you mentioned this one. Shout out to William Shatner, who's actually in Syracuse performing. That's right. That's right. Uh, and that leads me into who was your favorite uh, captain. Now, now, I'm not even going to say who was your favorite Star Trek between the... the I mean, you, you got Picard, you got uh, Shatner, you got... Um, Janeway, Cisco. Yeah, right. Cisco, Janeway, you know, you got all those different ones. Who's your Scott favorite? Scott Bakula guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have, do you have captain a favorite? Captain Archer, my fault. Uh, Captain Kirk. Kirk's your favorite. Okay. Picard with a close, close second. Okay, and I'm I'm just the opposite. Picard first with Kirk as a, a very close second, and Cisco. Cisco. There was just something about him, man. He like he commanded a room, and when he got angry, like you were scared. Avery of him. Brooks is a hell. Of an oh, actor. he was so good, so good in that hell role. Of an actor. 
but yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have one? Uh, uh, mine is big... uh, it's Captain Kirk, but it is the new Captain Kirk. Okay, the new. Chris okay, Pine. so Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. Okay, I like Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. Like I love, I love William Shatner's Kirk. It's it because he's hilarious. Right, he's absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> But yes. like, if I but like you have to watch them and under when you watch those old ones now. Oh yeah, so bad. But it's it, but they're I'm bad. In the same boat with Joel. I grew up on those, but you got to give props to Shatner because he had oh the first God, he's on screen. Absolutely, kiss. and was, I think they're he was, he's amazing. At, I love exactly, first on screen interracial kiss in with Michelle Nichols. And, and nobody else uh, can in history. Do it, like, but I just like, the way, I like. But there can be in a good way. The same way that the Superman that we were talking about, the yeah. old Superman, like it, they're they're just it's just so good. Yeah, and and you still get emotional emotionally invested in it. You know, like not as much as with Next Generation. With Next Generation, there was a lot more. You got yeah. emotionally invested in the characters. Yeah. There was a lot of politics involved. Yeah, a lot of politics. And, I mean, even in the original, well, that was that was part of Gene Roddenberry's whole thing. Like he was right. very political, socially active, and, and we'll a lot of commentary. Now, the and reason all of that. why I like Star Wars over Star Trek is mainly because. Star Wars kind of fit my my political ideal, yeah. And the fact that the, the it, you're looking at the future and it's not perfect and people are right or you know like you got man versus himself and man versus himself uh, the world and man versus the universe, all those themes coming down into one thing. Yeah. My and then the future is dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might have happened a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. But the technology. However, was the technology advanced. was busted and broken yeah. and it was advanced. But the thing is, it still showed humans as being humans. Right, and Even right. the aliens were humans. Yeah, In the yeah. sense that they just represented different races. And it was a completely different world basis. So it was, Star Wars is more of a dystopian type. And that, whereas Star right. Trek is a, like, very clean and, and, very and, clean. and everything, dad, you know, technology dad, works perfectly and, you know, yeah. Yeah, my dad used to say the difference was Star Trek was, was politically based. Star Wars was religiously based. In a sense, yes. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he said, if you look at like Luke Skywalker, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Jesus the, Christ figure, the, the, you have right, the, right, the, the, but not like religious, even like Christianity, like like their like yeah, just like, spirituality. Their, their thing, like you have the Force, you have the like theirs is a more like religious, spiritual thing. Where Star Trek was more of a federation, like a political. It was, yeah, definitely, and definitely. With each different character that can use the Force, there was a different way of exploring the Force. You, exactly. With Luke, it was kind of a religion. With Anakin, it was science based. Yeah, and with Qui Gon yeah. Jinn, it was a living force saying that okay, this is my deity, and this right. is what it wants me to do. And with yeah. Baby Yoda, it's adorable. <laughs> it's the adorable factor, absolutely. Those memes are everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, my, okay. Okay. <laughs> when they're fighting, <laughs> when, when him and when it, uh, like one of the last times was the Mandalorian and the woman are fighting, and, and also they hear him going, <laughs> they turn and stand in there with a cup of soup. I woke Aaron was sleeping and I woke her I was laughing so hard I woke her up out of a sound sleep it was a foot because I I heard then he turns and he's just standing there with his little cup of soup one of my favorite memes that I've seen is actually one one where it just shows him and it says I can't wait to hear Baby Yoda's second word then his first word (laughs) I thought that was perfect (laughs) okay so uh, out of the Set, uh, nine movies that are now out for Star Wars. Uh, if you had to pick a favorite, Jay, what would your favorite Empire. one be? Empire. Okay. Uh, I agree. Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Empire's a close second for me, but that's just because Jedi was the first one I saw in the theater, so yes. I have a soft spot for that. Love Jedi, but I, lo- I think Empire is a better 
overall story story and it, everything like that you know it really in, is in, in dire straits yeah it really and is but Luigi, i'd have to say jedi for it's me. got the best cliffhanger ending i can yep. think of yes but yep. this is my level of nerd on star wars the only star wars movie i have not seen on opening night was the original star wars episode four a new hope yeah that's because what came out when i was five yeah and you were telling me that just the other day that you've seen everyone on opening night yeah Absolutely. that's very cool that's very cool all right how about star trek Favorite uh, movie. Now, uh, Star Trek started out as a series, which is very different from Star Wars. That started out as movies. Now, <coughs> now Wars is getting into some series. Yeah. They got The Mandalorian, and they have... And there's animated series, too, I believe. Yeah. And stuff like that, but... Um, uh, which is the complete opposite of, of what Star Wars or Star Trek did. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a favorite Star Trek movie? Oh, this is a tough one, too, because between Wrath of Khan okay. and Search for Spock. Okay. Because I believe they filmed those movies simultaneously and were intended to be released as one movie, and they realized they had too much material and released them separately. Right. Okay. Yep. No, I, they were. They were, like, one right after the other because they were filmed at the same right. time. I think they were released, like, just, like, a year apart from each other. Not yeah. even, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so it's between those two. If you had to pick one gun to your head? Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Okay. Khan! Hey! Oh, jeez. That woke up the room. Uh, Baked, do you have one? So, I really, like, just for nostalgia, the the last Star Trek, the one that had Picard and William Shatter both together. Generations. 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 Yep. I, I love that because I, I just, it was like a passing yep. of the torch. Right. Like, yep. Like, I... Was a really was, good one. That was, that's my favorite, but, like... Uh, Wrath of Khan is a close second, and uh, but I like okay. as much as I like Mr. Corinthian Leather. Yes, name? Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> like, like Benedict Cumberbatch for me. Was a, uh, oh he, yeah, he, in the remake uh, that, he that played was... a like a more psychological. Yes, uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like Ricardo Montalban was like a, a a beat like a fucking savage. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and he was, was supposed to be really smart, yeah. but he was more of a military yeah. savage. Yeah, that, where this David one was more Bowie of like a yeah. yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch was a good con, but the yeah. thing is, what pissed me off I about like that the story. is that when that movie came out, it was clear from day one when the first trailer came out what that movie was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into yeah. Darkness, they were they were trying to go for the surprise. Yeah. And just like the last three Star Wars movies, it was a J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, yeah. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Get your shit together. What they yep. should have done was not shown Khan. They should have not showed him at all. At all. In the clip at all. In the, in the trailer. Not showing right, him in the trailer. Cover right, at all. right. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, Star Trek, the original series, the movies, uh, six, the uh, Undiscovered, Undiscovered Country. Country. Ooh, that was, good that was that my was a favorite. Good movie. I love Khan. Wrath of Khan is a classic, always will be. But Undiscovered Country, I remember when I saw that, and it, I just absolutely loved the premise of the entire thing. And Kirk got captured, and then you had you had to get there was a lot of humor in it. And um, Sulu had his own ship, the Excelsior comes in, and you got the cloaked ship that whether they Kirk and Spock are crawling through the tubes and they find the heat, the way to make the, the photon torpedo kind of heat seeking the, the, yep. to go. And it curves around and hits the ship. And as soon as it does, Sulu is the captain. He stands up and just like, target that explosion and fire. And I was sitting with two of my friends and we all three jumped up and started, yeah! You know, it's like one of the only times I ever reacted in a Sulu movie. Sulu was a great but, underdog because oh, you didn't awesome. really yeah, think he awesome. could be that guy. But he was like, he, he was so. I'm not having it. We're, yeah. We're yep. taking you down. 
Absolutely. That, so that was, that's my vote for the best uh, Star Trek movie. Do you remember the one with the whales? Oh, that was uh, The Star Voyage Trek Home. Four, the, the Voyage, Voyage Home. Yep. yep. That one was weird. It was weird, but it was... I that remember, one was remember actually, the part. I very, I very much enjoyed that one. That was much more of like a, a humorous... It was kind of like a just a yeah. comedy relief like light. for the for the movies and everything. What, but it was it was fun. It was it was funny. What do you think they're going to do? Because I don't know. I don't even know if they're planning on making any more Star Trek movies like anytime soon. I don't but know. What, about, do you, what about Chekhov? Like Chekhov? Like what are they going to do about Chekhov? Because he died. Yeah, I know. Well, they wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Nimoy is Nimoy is too. Leonard Nimoy is dead too. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, but you still right. have right. But you still got Chris Pine. You still have um. Zachary okay, but here we go. Yeah. Biggest thing coming up in the Star Trek universe. Uh, you were just mentioning it a minute ago. Comes out on the twenty third. It's called Star Trek Picard and comes out on CBS yes. All Access. Yes, and yes. I cannot wait for that because Picard again, one of my favorite characters Books of all time. Are amazing, and they've managed to. They've managed not to leak any details. Yep. Which yeah. Is play that very like, tight. All, yeah. they've, all they've really said is it takes place after he retires. Yep. That's really twenty all years. Up. Twenty years. And it's it. in France, which is where he's from. And, and number one shows up. Yep. Yep. And Deanna Troy. Yep. And, and Deanna seven Troy. of nine. And seven. Yep. And then There's, you see the disembodied parts of Data. Yep. Which is yeah. yeah I, I'm really but really excited for this. I it think it's going to be a great great Nemesis. series. I'm yep. really really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. All right, so we're going to move on. We did the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Uh, bottom line, just uh, I think we already said it, you're Star Wars. Yes. You're a Star, Star Trek, Trek. I'm a Star Trek. Um, but both definitely have their merits, both worth watching, getting Absolutely. into. Uh, I know Star Wars still has comic books, I think. and uh, I, well, I, I, So I, many comics. And Star Trek does, too. They have so I believe that Star Trek 2 to 1. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so we're going to move on now, uh, speaking, now not comic books necessarily, although they, they may have comic Let's books, I don't even know. Fantasy. But, books that were turned into movies, and we're going to categorize this two different ways. We're going to go J.R.R. Tolkien uh, with Lord of the Rings, and then we're going to go Game of Thrones with Martin, what's his? Scorsese. George R.R. Martin, yeah, and they both have R.R., which is really weird. We've got George Martin and, and James Tolkien. I wonder so, if that's a coincidence. Is yeah. It? It's, it's that might have been a trivia, like for a pen name. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's J.R.R. Tolkien, right? Yeah. And then what's the other guy's? George R. George R. R. Martin. And then you got J.K. Oh, no, it's not K. That's, no, no, no. It's not K. Simmons? J.K. J.K. The one who does Rowling. Harry Potter. Rowling, yeah, yeah. J.K. Okay, Rowling, so yeah. Lord of the Rings versus Game of Thrones. This were, These were books that were turned into movies and or series. Uh, how do you feel? Do you have a favorite? Uh, what, what's what's your feeling on that? My favorite set of novels when I was a kid in middle school was The Hobbit and then eventually Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. And I think I read them to death. Yeah. Mind you, this was in the, in the mid to late 80s. Yes, yep. Um, I, I read those about the same time. Yep. Now, the whole thing about that one was the language that was used in those books is that when uh, when Tolkien first wrote those, it was, I believe, shortly after World War One. Okay. And he wrote them as letters to his son, who was in the British Army stationed in India. Hmm. Mm. Okay. It's a long-ass letter. Yeah. It was, a, it was a series of letters over the course of about five or six years. Man. Nice. And... Which I also just heard, his son just recently passed away at the age of 95. Yes. Uh, just very recently, so R.I.P. Tolkien. Anyway, go ahead. The whole, the whole point of that one is that Tolkien was an amateur writer at the time. He was an English professor at Oxford, mm-hmm. but he was an. This was the first thing he'd ever really tried to write. Okay. It was an edited 
It wasn't checked for length. It wasn't checked for anything. It was just a uh, magnum epic that he wanted to write that was similar to like the Viking epics. Yeah, yeah. Very cool though. Uh, that was that was very very cool. Um, and I, and I loved the whole story. Um, and and the thing that's really cool about him is that, and people don't realize the the races that he created. I mean, of course, they had been around before. You'd heard of like elves, dwarves, things like that. But the the way that he described them and the way that the they are depicted, he that is how they're detail. they're viewed today. Uh, in general, that's he like the, he created the, he that tone for what an elf is, what a dwarf mm -hmm. is. Like he what created an those rules. Troll is yeah. What he created those rules. What a rules. wizard was. What, like, yeah. Right. Gandalf, one of the one of the greatest. Not only that, but he yeah he yeah. reestablished the archetypes of what the characters are. Yes. Yep. He established how they're supposed to behave, what what they're supposed to stand for, whether they're good, neutral, evil. And the thing is, it wasn't just as simple as that. It, there were shades of gray. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first concept, that was the first exposure to that concept I had ever had. Okay. Which really blew my mind when I was 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is kind of ambiguous. And then the whole thing about the ring being like the modern-day allegory to like a, mo uh, a weapon of mass destruction. True, very true. It could be because yeah. you think about it at the time when I'm reading this, it's right at the end of the Cold War. The, the yeah. idea yeah. of nuclear Armageddon, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a possibility, but it wasn't a certainty. Yeah, and a lot of people don't uh, don't even remember that. Uh, even people that have seen the the movies, or, or maybe if you've read the books, you know more. But there was that that one ring was the ring to rule them all. There were a lot of rings. There was like what was it? Five given to men and seven given to elves. Uh, it was something like seven given to dwarves or something like that. Ring. But king ring, that yeah, was but the ring to control them all. Right, but then yeah. that ring that they were taking to Mordor, that was the ring that Which controlled was all the other rings. Which was another metaphor for political influence. Right, and, and if you domination. destroy that, that's almost like disarmament. Like it destroys right. the power of all the others. Can I just tell you something that my stoned mind just thought of? What? Okay, so we're talking about Lord. <laughs> we're talking about Lord of the Rings, right? Yep. Who was Gandalf? Who played Gandalf? Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Okay. Okay. Um, then we were talking about Star Wars, Star Trek. Who played John Luke Picard? Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. And what did we talk about first? Marvel. Marvel. Magneto and Professor Xavier. Oh, okay. Now, did you guys see the thing where Ian nice. McKellen got down on his knees? Good and connection. Fun. I'm just saying, everything ended up being connected. Yep. And this happened just yesterday, but Ian McKellen got down on his knees at the Picard premiere in London and proposed to Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. Plus, these guys are in their eighties, you know. Yeah, like, why, yeah. Not? why not? Absolutely, absolutely. Like some sneaky peeks, okay, so. did you ever did you ever read the the, the uh, Game of Thrones books? I did. Okay, so that's one thing I did. I never read them. Nope. I, I watched the entire series. Very enjoyable um, up until the last season. Uh, I actually did enjoy the last season the last uh, to season an extent. Was okay, but there was it a was, serious amount of what the fuck. Yeah, and there was a serious lack of uh, uh, good writing in that. Well, they had no season. idea how to end it. They had no idea. How it to was. End I, it. I felt. I felt like the the, series, the, the, the the dialogue was so forced and it felt fake. The book series, the books themselves, are not complete yet, and the TV show surpassed the books. Yeah, the source yeah. material upon which it drew. Right. Now the showrunners were kind of forced to come up with their own ending. Yep. Yeah, and I may be mistaken, but I believe I read the fact that Martin told the showrunners how he was going to end the books. Now whether or not they ended the 
those the series the, the same way. I think he gave okay. like an outline of what yeah. was happening. Yeah. Right. Like what he had now, So it's not exactly what's going to happen, yeah. but it was it's kind of like right. kind of, it follows this the, My the whole main problem is I'm so line. turned off of reading whatever else comes out now. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm True. Like, he could drop True. the most the most amazing book nobody's going to care. Okay, right. so our bottom line here, which which wins? Uh Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones. I want to say Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, because I want to I want to stay true to the uh, uh, what I first read. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean. I'm going to say the same. The, I, I think that's the same for I me. I love the concepts for both. Yeah, the I'm concepts gonna, are good. I'm also going to say Lord of the Rings because I have actually never watched Game of Thrones except for the Red Wedding, and <laughs> and the episode where the Night King dies, and that's it. That's all I've ever seen. In, and where Daenerys died. Where I, that's it. I don't yeah. know anything that happens otherwise. So no and vote for you. So yeah, right. So I I'm gonna go with Lord of the Rings. Uh, and this may have been the the most uh, strained connection that we made, but it was basically because those were both books turned into movies, and and they now, were in the same her. like type of uh, medieval uh, realm. Uh, now when really I say Lord of the Rings, I mean the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I ain't talking about like the Hobbit, like like the the new. Oh, the Hobbit was a, 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 such a like, good book though. No, the book was really good, but like the new movie. I didn't like the did. movies as much as the, the Lord What about of the Rings. PBS special with Leonard Nimoy singing that song? Oh, yeah, that's right. Leonard Nimoy, The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Yes, yes, yes. The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Oh, my God. No, I was going to say. That was funny. Getting off of the medieval thing, my favorite set of books turned into movies have got to be Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter, hands that, down. Hands down. That, that was I still probably watch, one I still of the best. I watch the movies. Yeah. Like, like I, I have watched them so many times at this point, though, that, like, I. Like if it's yeah. on, I'll yeah. watch it. But like, like I remember, I went to a bunch of the the premieres for that. Yeah, and honorable mention to um, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, uh, really, really great book. My favorite movie. Four snaps yeah. and my formation. Favorite, yeah. <laughs> my favorite book. My favorite book. My favorite movie. That's why I have a towel in my car. That's why, that's why I carry I a have, towel everywhere I go. We were just talking about that. The that's other night. why I have that T-shirt that has the number forty-two. Forty-two. When yep. I was forty-two years old, the was forty-two. The answer to the ultimate uh, question yeah, of life, yeah. the universe. That's yeah. right. All right, one more quick break, and we'll be back with the five baked potatoes. Thank Ooh. you again. You're listening to Residual Exhale. Hit it. You're listening to Residual Exhale with your host, Boozy and Baked. This portion of Boozy and Baked is brought to you by Midol. Midol? <laughs> it's actually brought Where? to you by uh, alcohol and marijuana. Yeah, it's, it's brought to you, like, like every week, alcohol and marijuana are our sponsors. If you do have cramps, though, Midol is great. <laughs> I feel like it's fair to say I'm on 500 milligrams of fuck it all. Ooh, okay. that's a good... Yeah, good yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that should be prescribed to everybody, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, as you already know, you're listening to the Residual Exhale Podcast. Boozy, Baked, Jay McConnell, our special guest this week. Uh, so, we just got done talking about it, uh, some some head-to-head matchups. Yes, and I think it came out, uh, DC actually won in uh, DC versus Marvel. Yep. Uh, Star Wars won yep. in uh, Star... Or, no, Star Trek Star won, Trek won in, in uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek versus Star Wars. Wars. And, Lord, and of Lord of the Rings won versus uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, Okay. Book it. All right, so now we're going to move on to, uh, of course, as we do every week, the last segment of the show. We have the five baked potatoes brought to you by Baked. For those of you that are unaware what these are, these are just stories that I've uh, I've found through various uh, locations, various news outlets, 
and I found them humorous, and I bring them to you because I think you'll find them humorous also. And these are stories that uh, neither Jay nor myself have ever heard before, so you'll get our honest reactions to uh, the stories themselves. That is, that is correct. Okay. So, I'd like to start this, this first one I titled Superhero in, in honor of our first theme. Okay, okay. Superheroes. So, yeah. you've, heard the, you've heard the saying that age is nothing but a number. You've heard that. Like, people are like, I've heard age that is said. nothing but a number, just how you feel. Well, that is absolutely true. If you ask 82-year-old bodybuilding champion Willie Murphy, who is a woman, I want you to think oh, Willie. Right. Female. Well, yeah, yeah. Female. My first impression, Willie's generally Willie a man's yeah. name. Yeah, okay, but I got it. She beat up a man who had broken into her house. <laughs> the guy showed up on her doorstep unannounced, claiming that he needed some medical attention, which right there at 2 a.m., <laughs> go knock on another door, guy. Yeah, why are you knocking on an individual's door and not going to, like, a hospital or an urgent care center? cell phones, call an ambulance. Right. He asked her through the door to call an ambulance. She said she would, but then left him outside. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This is like Hulk Hogan. Probably a smart move, though. Suddenly, he busts through the door and comes tumbling into her home. (laughs) What he didn't know was she was an award-winning bodybuilder. She grabbed a table... And hit him with it. <laughs> she hit him. She hit him so hard that the table broke into pieces, and then she continued to pummel him using one of the legs. Not oh, a chair, wow. but the thing is, not a chair, a table. Then she doused his entire face in baby shampoo for some reason. I'm not even because baby shampoo doesn't sting. That's I know that's like that's the worst thing like, no, ever. It's probably the first thing she grabbed. It's up. Like no more tears, you know. So like it doesn't. It's designed not to burn your eyes. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. <laughs> so I'm not crying. You're crying. So, <coughs> once he was some some dude. I'm guessing by some dude he was unconscious. I would say first up, this woman. You should never break into someone's house. But could you imagine if you are a, a, a 82-year-old? 82, yeah, yeah. This is easy. Bitch picks up a table and just cracks you. Beats him with a table, continues to beat him with the table leg then after he's down. Measure, puts no tear shampoo in his eyes. <laughs> Maybe that, that was just a humiliation. That's what I'm saying. That would make me mad. <laughs> I'm like, you bitch. What, that, what was that for? <laughs> so, anyway... She tried to move him out of her house, but he was too heavy, even though she could pick up 225 pounds. The police got there a couple minutes later, and it was clear to them it was the guy the, the guy on the ground that needed the help. She, <laughs> she, she goes, it was kind of dark, I'm alone, I'm old, but guess what, I'm tough. Right. He was taken to the hospital where it was confirmed he was drunk before he broke into her house, and he has a broken jaw and a dislocated tongue. Nice. That's funny as hell. So good, good for, for you, her. Willie. Good, good for I'm you, saying, Willie. That's amazing. Could you imagine? You're thinking, oh, it's gonna be crack, 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 crack. I clearly didn't do my homework here. <laughs> true. That's true. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, well, if you if you Google the story, she dressed like Hulk Hogan. She's got like a bandana on with a pair of sunglasses, and she's wearing like a muscle shirt. And she's like, <laughs> and she's all jacked. And I was like, what the. F- Man, Willie. That's All right, crazy. Okay, so this next one I call El Champo. El Champo. Yes. So I think you, you Boozy, can agree. Some of the funniest stories I've had with you involve animals. Yes, absolutely. We got Squir- the messed out squirrel. Messed out squirrels, attack possums. Yep. So 
I got one for you. <laughs> Pennsylvania police came across an alligator. Pennsylvania, I would like this to remind you. Uh, yeah, Pennsylvania. I didn't expect al- alligator. An alligator guarding a stash of fentanyl and heroin during a drug raid. <laughs> God. The alligator's name was El Champo. El Champo. Which coined after, obviously, El, El Chapo. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> and this future suitcase ain't moving bricks. He was yeah. a four foot. <laughs> they found the four foot alligator during a raid. He was he was in the uh, the people's kitchen just walking around the pile of stuff. Oh, in the kitchen? Yeah, they just had him on the floor in the kitchen. Okay, so it wasn't that, like outside alligator. No, this was, was like an in indoor house. alligator. It's an indoor alligator. He ain't fucking yeah. around. Okay. So they found all this stuff in the oh, his in house broken. garden. He was transferred to a zoo in Delaware for quarantine where he spent the summer uh, before getting shipped off to a Florida zoo in St. Augustine uh, uh, after he detoxed from absorbing... Oh, yeah. Uh, probably did, yeah. Yeah. So oh, they said wow. that that's the only thing that, because he was an alligator and he was cold-blooded, that's why he didn't just fucking Right, right. Well, at back. least he's back in Florida where he belongs. Uh, yeah, but he's, I mean, think he probably weighs like 10 pounds now. He's just all shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the oddity of the Half his teeth that? are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your dick. I saw your dick. <laughs> Can you imagine the oddity on that one with the conviction with all those drug guys, besides possession... And with intent to distribute and, you know, endangering the welfare of an animal. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And having an animal that's gotta be illegally, first. that's got to yeah. be illegal to own an alligator in Pennsylvania. That I would be. Yeah, because I'm ashamed of absolutely. No way, no way. No way. alligators in their backyard. No alligators. So, all right. So, I'm Farm sorry. animals only <laughs> can go into the <laughs> kitchen. We, you can bring a goat or a cow in there. I mean, I believe it's illegal to, like, move an animal like that across state lines anyway. Yeah, probably. Alright, so now we're gonna I'm gonna take you guys to an auction. Okay. An item that was recently sold <laughs> in August. So Alright, I'll just come out. It was a dildo made of ivory. So we'll just go right from the Victorian era. Okay. It was from the Victorian From the Victorian era. From the Victorian era. Okay. It was dated back to the Victorian era. Wow. So who would want such a thing? <laughs> well, so uh, obviously there are those out there who collect. There's a sex toy entrepreneur, uh, former porn star named Shauna Scott. Okay. Uh, she th- she was finally able to get her hands on it after winning it at a, for six hundred and eighty dollars. I mean, that's, that's it. That's a pretty cheap. I mean, you think that's well? I, I would for Victorian, Victorian made era. of ivory. I, I would Victorian think they would sell for phallus, more. Phallic symbols are are huge. Oh yeah, well. yeah. No, like, no doubt. But I mean, you, I, I it's mean, probably size, rare to find one intact and. It like, was, right. So it went up. So she got it at the Matthews auction. The description on the website was antique carved ivory ladies companion <laughs> in scarlet lined leather upholstered carry box. <laughs> With inset with inset beveled glass pan. I'm sure oh, it was very, my. very ornate. It was carved from the Ladies Companion. It was carved from the tusk of an elephant sometime between eighteen ninety nine and nineteen oh one in China. Wow. So how That's did it get to Ireland? That's they leave they think an, an Irish they've been first off, the fact that I, I they're able to trace you, they can't find missing people, but they can tell you everybody that's owned this ivory dildo since 1899. <laughs> how is this a... F- how? I don't understand. 
must like, be some kind of a public record, or like I don't know. Their time and money way too way too many. It was brought. Ways. Yeah, it right. Was, it got to Ireland by an Anglo Irishman after a trip abroad as a gift to his wife. Around the same time, the Irish famine began. So you're in a famine in Ireland. And you're buying your wife <coughs> ivory dildos from China. Oh my God! Like what the turn f- of the century one percenters, man. Yeah, right. I guess so. I think it goes to show that the one percenters have always been that way. It's 130, right. so right. it's 130 years old. The woman, Shauna Scott, the porn star, uh, said she's going to donate it to a museum in Ireland. Well, where I'm like, okay, okay, fair yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I hope it's Irish. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Wow. It up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys got? Let's see what we got coming back. Well, uh, I mean, I'll take one. she is a former porn star, so right. chances are. She that should probably be disinfected. I'd like to take you guys. <laughs> Stick it in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to take you guys. Is, is ivory dishwasher safe? <laughs> well, pour some baby shampoo in its eye. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> its eyes. Listen, its eye. Its eye. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to stop myself from saying eyes, but. <coughs> All right. So All right. We'll, take, we'll take you guys to a festival in Japan. Sweet. All right. It's called the Naki Sumo. I'd like to go to that festival in Me Japan. too. No, you don't. Oh, I don't want to go. Because okay. the full name is the Naki Sumo Crying Baby Festival. <laughs> it's held to celebrate the belief that crying babies bring good health and fortune, as well as ward off evil spirits. No, what it does is it reminds single people while there's people without kids why they don't want kids. Why you don't want to have kids. Exactly. Right. To top off the hilarity... Each crying baby is paired with a giant sumo wrestler <laughs> who is given the unfortunate task of holding the babies while they cry. <laughs> the celebrations are held in temples across Japan, but the biggest one is in the Senjoji, te- Senjoji Temple in Tokyo. Oh my god. The rules. Rules. Rules? The rules of the, co- of the old competition are simple. The first baby to cry wins. A sumo referee is assigned to make the infants cry, which can be done through a number of gentle methods. One is to tell is to chant "naki naki" repeatedly in their face. Well, of course, a baby's going to cry when a fucking five hundred pound guy. Sumo wrestler is in their face going "naki naki naki naki." Another way to induce tears is by wearing masks, usually of the bird demon ten. What are you doing to these poor what babies? What the hell? They scare the shit out of it with a kabuki mask? One of the yeah, evil spirit, yeah. One of the evil spirits believed to be drawn away to the sounds of bawling babies. Meanwhile, the sumo wrestlers gently jiggle the baby up and down to help get... I want to watch this on ESPN. I know... Maybe, you know, honestly, I might want to go to this festival. The baby who starts crying first wins the duel. If both babies start crying, then the one who cries the loudest and the hardest gets thrown over a cliff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the one who cries the hardest wins. The festivals are meant as fun gathering. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. It doesn't really sound fun. I hate, even when I'm watching a TV show and there's a crying baby in the background, I'm like, do you really have to add this or make it go on as long as it is? I hate the sound of a crying baby. This year, tears were shed by more than 160 babies. That's too many tears. It's too Too many many. tears. Too many tears. You know what they should have done? The baby shampoo. They, oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, the, they, well, the, they wouldn't have cried. Yeah. No more tears. No. That's right. We, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's cheap. He's pouring no of baby shampoo with the baby tears. That's not going to produce tears. That's not cheating at all. No, <laughs> he's, 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 he's pouring it the other guy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do it to the competition. She's squirting yeah. vines into that child's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we got one more. One more, one, one more. more. How are we on time? Are we good? we got a little bit more time, All about right, five perfect. more minutes. Good, good, good. Okay. My last story, I'm titled Noxious Gas, and I use this one last because I was hoping we have a couple minutes to talk about it. Okay. So, in November, the Court of Appeals in Australia had to the mull over a peculiar case that involved an employee who kept telling everybody his boss was constantly farting <laughs> and was getting was suing him for bullying. <laughs> so, the, the for, so, because of the farting, that's that's the bullying part? Yes. David Hankst, who quit his job at the engineering because of the stinky treatment he received. That part, I think. <laughs> In his lawsuit against his supervisor, Greg Short, he accused him of routinely farting on him throughout the week. <laughs> like, Oh, not, not just crop dusting, but farting on him. Like, he referred to his alleged bully as Mr. Stinky. <laughs> wow. It said he regularly thrust his bum at him and farted. Like, so he would just, like, walk up and be like, yeah, how's it going, Dave? <laughs> now, now, if you ever followed South Park, I think that's a greeting in Canada. Oh, is it? I think that's how they... Hello, oh, Carrots. Okay. Hello, Philip. Hello, my bingo. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Mr. Stinky. I would be sitting with my face to the wall, and he would come into the room, which was small and had no windows. He would fart behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day. Oh, my God. So maybe he just used your room to fart because you never said anything. Maybe he would. He started yeah. out farting in a different room, and that person was like, Stop! Dave! Yeah, right! God, fart somewhere would else. You, and he's like, okay. Would you cut it out? Exactly. So My eyes are watering. So to counter Give me some baby shampoo. Do you eat asparagus? <laughs> to counter oh, no, that's pee. I'm sorry, that's pee. You can't tell somebody eats asparagus by their farts. So You're eating a lot of eggs... To, to, <laughs> counter, really to counter anything, uh, yeah. like the veg, the green vegetables, yeah, yeah. So to counteract the attacks, he would spray aerosol deodorant and at the guy. The suit, which claims she like was, spray it like right on his ass. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> he, he's he sought damages of one point eight million dollars Australian or <laughs> one point two million American. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> like, listen, you can either pay me in American, or you can pay me in Australian. Yeah, I'm not sure either which way, I find. Either way, I'm, I'm fine, fine with. I'm fine with either one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I find the biggest problem with here is the fact that he felt that he, he was being bullied by having all the all the farting attacks, or that he thought that he could get that much money, and, or yeah. a lawyer thought he had a case. So true. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't even know that a, a lawyer would take that case seriously at all. Short. Sure. The guy, Mr. Stinky. Mr. Stinky, okay. He said that I may have done it once or twice in a humorous way. It was not with the intention of distressing or harassing him. Whether the fart attacks were meant to be harassing or not is unknown because the Australian Court of Appeals said, get that shit out of here. Okay, well, they at least they said get they, that they shit out of here. Yeah. So, at least common sense triumphed. Have yeah, you, like, right. So... I mean, apparently, I didn't even know you could sue people for farts. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't think so either. I, that's I, that wouldn't be considered bullying in my book. So I will be suing my dog, right? Because <laughs> she farts a lot. I so can't sue I'm just, anyone. I, I, Jackson, you can sue I, Jackson. Nah, Jackson doesn't. Nah, I mean, he shits <laughs> and it smells, but I can't. I don't know what he's. Yeah. I don't know where his income is. Right. All right. So 
We hope uh, everybody enjoyed this uh, this episode of Residual Exhale. Yep. We will uh, be back next week when we finally can dig ourselves out and go home. Yep. Uh, we want to thank uh, Jay McConnell for being with us uh, to discuss all things nerdy. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Jay. Thank you for having me. This hope you had a great time. Really fun. Uh, yeah, this was a good episode. I like this. Was this was fun? We we settled a lot of a lot of dis- debates. Right. Yep. Um, just book them. We said it, so that means that's what it is. Right. And if you have your opinions, uh, as it's we mentioned wrong. earlier... In oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm these I'm these sorry. are just the opinions of Boozy and Baked and Jay. Uh, but if you uh, have any questions, if you have any comments, you want to say uh, your piece about what you think is the best, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, uh, put your comments on uh, our Facebook page, the Boozy and Baked Saturday Night Show. And I swear to God, nobody better say, oh, what about Firefly? Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't bring that shit up. That's that's not even... That's well, we a, could that's have a, dedicated a whole hour to Deadpool. Yeah, I, yeah that, we could have dedicated a whole hour to a lot of different yeah. things. But yeah, don't bring up that, no. that, that Firefly or anything like no, that. You know, yeah. Relax. You can make your comments if you want relax. to, but whatever. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, remember, if it's boozy, drink it. And if I'm not there, pass it to the left. Peace!